And we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, my special guests for Inside Sports Fantasy Football were none other than the guys from the Lakers Fast Break, as it was breaking that Christian Wood is now a Los Angeles Laker. So go ahead and check out Inside Sports Fantasy Football, or go ahead and check out the Lakers Fast Break, this channel right here. Because you'll actually see the whole episode. We were the first, absolute first, to report on on any Lakers show, the signing of Christian Wood. So go ahead and check it out. Of course, you also get the picks from Sean, the picks from Joe, and also fantasy tips for your great fantasy football weekend for week one in the NFL. Right there for you at Lakers Fast Break or Inside Sports fantasy football plus also as well joe sorrow i don't know where joe sorrow is at he could be still trying to figure out how he got disqualified from the mexico city marathon earlier today so i heard a rumor that he was one of the several thousand people who cut the course getting in a vehicle and actually trying to you know circumvent the marathon itself but that's Joe Sorrell for you. But hopefully he'll join us as well. But go ahead and check him out today as Ox1947. Also as well, LakersBall.com. Plus also he owns a company that you do need to support, Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. Our good friends, Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. You know he's still doing backflips over the signing of Christian Wood. Go ahead and join him and Jamie Sweet, who's probably – uh, actually, I spoke to him earlier today. Probably has a headache right now that we did sign Christian Wood because now he has to hear it all day long from Laker Tom. And you can hear it too at Lakerholics.com. Our good friends, John McCallion, Empire Jeff TV. Please go ahead and support those channels by subscribing today to get the latest notifications on when they go live on the air with their great shows. Plus, speaking of subscribing, we're almost still at 1,000 subscribers. We're at 970-ish. So go ahead and support us today by clicking on the little Joe Soro with the beady eyes right there next to Sean Grice. So you can get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air right there for you at the Lakers Fast Break. And, of course, our social media. And last but certainly not least, a note to you, program note, we are going live on playback, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break after this broadcast tonight to go ahead and televise on NBA TV the G League Ignite versus Perth featuring not less than seven, eight, possibly even nine different candidates, people at the very top of the NBA draft for next year. So if you want to get a good look at some of the early candidates for next year's NBA draft, go ahead and join us right there for you. 6 p.m. Pacific. Also right there, possibly even Friday's game as well, right there for you on playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. I'll tell you what, we've got a great guest today, going to be talking the Milwaukee Bucks as we continue our NBA observations for all 30 NBA teams right there. Oh, she's she's got it going on right there, the Milwaukee Bucks. Great to have her here. We're going to introduce her here in a second, but a house cleaning note, I do want to mention there was some confusion yesterday on the two-way contracts. I know Z, I know Sean, I know me. We didn't get it 100% right, so I want to make sure everybody knows out there. Two-way contracts, you could have up to three, 
up through training camp. But once you start the season, if you do not have 15 filled roster spots, you cannot keep three two-way players. Just got to let everyone know that. So I know Alex Fudge and Castleton and Demoy Hodge getting kind of nervous. There should be good for now. But as it gets closer to the start of the season, for all three to stay on as two-way contracts, they do need to have 15 spots filled up. And just to let everybody know, plus also as well, a two-way contract for this upcoming season means that you can go ahead and be on the big team. That means they could be on the Lakers or whatever NBA team that they're assigned to for up to 50 days with the parent NBA team. Not 50 games, 50 days. So I just wanted to clarify that out there. For That's the exact specific rule from the NBA for this upcoming season. And if you ever have any questions on the two-way contracts with us, please hit us up. Lakers Fast Break on social media or Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. And again, we've got Candy Ebling, who's going to come over here and do a great job. She was uh, with us on Three Chicks in a Pod and our appearance over there. Just, just outstanding to have her here. But before we get to her and her thoughts on the Milwaukee Bucks, the magic man, the madman from Toronto, he did get out of Toronto traffic to talk to Candy Ebling and also give you a recap and report on what's going on with the World Cup. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. Magic man, great to have you here. I know you were just going ahead and singing, you know, Canada to Canada, Canada all morning long. Give us an update of what's going on today with the World Cup. Okay, I will. And then we need to get down to brass tacks because I have uh, I have a bet to make with uh, Gerald and the rest of the Lakers fast break. So. Oh, you do? Okay. Yes, yes. So okay. two really, really pretty good games today Gerald the the Germans beat the Latvians uh 81-79 so their Cinderella run comes to an end Gerald Davis Bertans missed uh, a potential game winning three at the buzzer it hit the back of the rim it looked like it was going to go in but th- that's lady luck for you so the Germans now face the United States and that should be the best game of the whole tournament. They're the two best teams and um, it's a shame that only one of them is going to go to the gold medal, but that's, those are the breaks. Uh, in the other game, Gerald, uh, I got my wish. Uh, we were dining on Slovenian tears tonight. Luca decided to uh, show up halfway through the game. Dylan Brooks was all over him defensively. And Gerald, let's be honest, the the amount of grifting that Luca and a lot of other players do to try and get calls in the NBA won't work on FIBA. You have to earn your calls for those officials. They just won't blanketly uh, give you uh, three free throws if somebody whacks you on the arm. Um, and he got frustrated, Gerald, and instead of turning, ter- pointing the finger at himself, he pointed the finger at the officials once again, which is a Luca special, as we all know. It's never his fault. It's the officials or it's the other team who, who played better than he did. Um, Canada won, so now Canada moves on. We face uh, Serbia and Bogdan Bogdanovic. Both games should be really great. Uh, I'm hoping for a Canada-U.S. gold medal game. And if that gold medal game should happen, I have a bet for Gerald and the Lakers fast break. I already got one with Laker Tom. Really? So so if if Canada and the USA play on Sunday, Gerald, if right, here we go. wins the gold medal, I'd like you and the rest of 
the Lakers fast break, including Joe Soro, to sing O Canada? I will if he will. How about that? Although, again, you know, I have a lot of respect for Canada. I just spent the uh, a ta- some time, as I told you, as you gave me some good places to go in Vancouver. So I've got nothing for, but love for our good friends up north. And Canada, I've got nothing so. for love for my, my USA brothers and sisters. So I'll proud. As long as the seats on the plane on Air Canada are actually good and clean and not filled mm. with puke like yeah. that uh, it happened the other day. That's ah, not a good sign for Air Canada there. No, that's a, that's a taint on the whole country there. Yeah, there you go. But great report for you, my friend. Once again, if you have any World Cup questions, please go ahead and hit up the magic man right there, Sean Grice. He's available on his own social media outlets, or just go ahead and hit us up in the comments. Also, as well, go ahead and hit us up at any time on Lakers Fast Break, wherever you get your social media. And Sean, uh, I mentioned in the emails go ahead and take a look at some time at what uh as far as the comments that i put on there if you wanted to go ahead and respond to it as far as in the youtube there's been some comments over the past few days including a couple in particular i thought you would like to be a part of so just wanted to make sure you know on that but here today to go ahead and talk about the milwaukee bucks as we continue our round table as far as taking a look at all 30 nba teams including of course us which we do all year long Great person indeed. You just got to go ahead and make sure you check her out as far as her work at the South Florida Tribune and also Three Chicks in a Pod. She was on last night. They had a great guest. It was a great time. I was actually trying to flip back and forth while I was on the air here. It is Candy Ebling and Candy, great to have you here talking to Milwaukee Bucks this evening. Sounds good. Glad to be here. Thanks, guys, for having me. Absolutely, indeed. Uh, Blue Magic says, Magic Mad, if USA wins, you have to sing the Star Spangled Banner while wearing a... No, I don't want the MAGA hat. He doesn't have to get a MAGA hat. Let's not get into political stuff right now, yes. But the Star Spangled Banner, I'll, I'll, I'll take that one. But I tell you what, Candy, a lot of things are going on in Milwaukee this offseason. Uh, they did resign and extend... Uh, of course, Middleton, who's coming off the injury. Hopefully, he can come back to full health. Uh, but then you also got Brooke Lopez, who was getting a lot of heat from the Houston Rockets as far as coming over here. Come on. Come on, Brooke. Yeah, it's real good over here. We've got lots of money to send. Him. We're not going to give it to Dylan Brooks just yet. We'd love to give some to you. Well, he got. Uh, they got outbid by the Milwaukee Bucks, and they re-signed him uh, to go ahead and play alongside Giannis. But the most interesting thing was the comments recently made by Giannis Tentacumpo about him possibly not extending when he's eligible. He'll be eligible actually very soon on a three-year extension. Uh, he Even if it's a five-year extension, which he'll be available down the road, he's still not sure in signing because he wants to see a commitment from the team long-term. When you heard those comments... What did you think? Because if you're signing Brooke Lopez to a $48 million two-year deal, if you're signing Middleton to a $150 million extension, whatever, you know, I think that's a pretty good commitment, don't you? I do, but Lopez is only on a two-year. Giannis already has. He He's good for three more years, like three more years. So the question becomes, this last year they fired Mike Budenholzer who is the coach that brought Giannis really in. He gelled really well with Giannis. And then we let him go. And now we brought in one of the guys that Giannis, from what I've heard, wanted or was happy with at least. 
But the question is, how well do you gel with your new coach? Because let's face it, if you're working hard, the season is long, you need to be on the same page at least with your coach. Because if you're not, I mean, granted, you can't be, you're not a friend, but you got to, you got to have the same work ethic. You, you know, you, you want to be on a personal level. When G- when the Bucks went out and got Giannis, nobody else wanted him. They drafted him 15th back in 2013. They brought him and his family over to the U- U.S. They set him up with a place to stay. They taught, you know, and they really brought him around as a family person and brought his family into the, the mix. And Mike was part of that. So is Adrian going to do the same? Because that's what Giannis wants. He, he likes his family with him. Let's face it. He's playing with his brother. One of his other brothers played in the league. One of his other brothers, they just signed and then they released him from the, so he could get paid a bonus of like 75,000 for playing in the G league. So the bucks are trying to do what they can to help him, but they also realize that they have, they want to win. And do we have the deep pocketbooks that like the Knicks do and LA does? No, but I don't know that Giannis wants that kind of stardom and that pressure of the media either, but he wants to know that the Milwaukee wants to win and doesn't want to just pay him and nobody else. So I think, yes, those were good starting points, but what else are they going to do for him and for the team? Because where does the team want to go from here? Let's face it. The Bucks, this, the, that was the last time the, they won the championship. You got to go all the way back to 1971. That's a long drought. He doesn't want to be part of a drought. He wants more rings. And he deserves them. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com. And you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know, condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I I just had talked about that, and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is Candy Evening. you got to go ahead and check out the work that she's doing today at the South Florida Tribune. Also as well, please go ahead and support her and the rest of the great ladies at the Three Chicks in a Pod podcast. You never know who's going to show up. Might be even Sean and I. Oops, we did last week. So go ahead and check it out today. Three Chicks in a Pod in the entire actual podcast outlets that they're on, including Facebook. So, Candy, I'm going to turn it over to Sean right now. He's going to ask some questions, mm-hmm. but, you know, I think that you hit it right on the head as far as the uncertainty going forward for this team. Sean, before I get back into my thoughts on that, I want to go ahead and make sure you got plenty of time to ask Candy some questions. I know we only have her for an hour on the show. So go ahead, my friend, right now. Thanks a lot, Gerald. Hey, Candy. So we, we know that uh, former former Bucks owner Mark Lazary uh, is making a, a bid in uh, U.S. politics. So he's, 
he's kind of had to uh, put his uh, career as a as a NBA owner uh, in the backseat, at least for the time being. So now there's uh, a new new ownership in the Haslam's, and uh, they are not afraid to spend money. Jimmy is not averse to spending money. Um, he spent a lot of money to try and turn the Cleveland Browns around. You know, he's a big booster for the University of Tennessee, his, his alma mater. So he's not afraid to spend the big bucks. And I think thinking about it now, it's more as if I think Giannis was kind of putting out a direct kind of line to line site, kind of like Jimmy, Mark was willing to spend the money and we won a championship. If you spend money with me, I can get you another title. I think that was kind of what he was angling for candy rather than Mm -hmm kind of side-eyeing the Bucks and looking around. It's more of a, hey, you need to keep spending the money because the faucet will always be able to run as long as I'm here and we're winning. Do you do you kind of see the same uh, approach there? That uh, I think that I don't think Jimmy's going to turn off the faucet for the Bucks. I don't think money will be an issue for uh, for the Bucks trying to build a contender. I don't think so either. And I think that's what what he wanted because I think Giannis loves Milwaukee and let's face it. Milwaukee is not for the lack of it. It's not an attractive place to go. Like it's cold. It can be awfully cold, especially those winter months. It can Great be beer snowing. though. Great beer. Yes. Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. My heart is still in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, even though I live now in South Florida, my heart is still there. I love all my teams from back there, but there's still state income tax. Like there's states you can go. You're not paying state income tax. You're, you're warm weather all of the time. You know, there's just other things that might attract somebody that's made a lot of money. So Milwaukee's not one of those normally high on everybody's list. Let's, let's just put it out there. It's normally not high. So for someone to stay, say that he wants to be there for a long time and he did when he when he signed this mega deal that he did that he he really likes it in wisconsin and everybody really embraces him that's the one thing i would say and yes that's probably true of a lot of different places that oh giannis is awesome but i think it's a warm-hearted feeling when he goes places in the state of wisconsin there is such a, a love and admiration for him not just as a player but as a person that I think he loves and he embraces. And so, yes, I think that was a statement, not that, oh, I'm looking to go LA, New York, any place else, but I love it here, but make it mine, make it worth it, make it championship worthy. Let's spend the money and do what we need to, to keep winning championships here. Cause that's really what he wants to do. I don't think he really wants to leave and go someplace else, but I think it was just a little wake up call, just kind of to bring everybody talking about it, you know, and bring, bring it to light and kind of shine a little light. Like, you know what, Mm, you might want to spend a little money on him, or you might want to spend a little money on him. You know, there's, there's a core group there that play very well together. Drew holiday, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Giannis, you know, you can't win with just, a good starting five. Let's face it. You, 
there's injuries. It's a long season. You need yes. some of the other players behind you. Great and point. so I think Great that's what point. he's saying is that you need to spend a little bit of money, even for those players to help us win a championship. Excellent point. Indeed. Absolutely. Uh, so I ask you, you know, you see the roster that's out there for the Milwaukee Bucks heading into the season. Uh, I think it's a team where depending on who you ask, if it, if it's not too old for some people, because a lot of those players on this team, that's not named Giannis Tentacumpo are over the age of 30. Uh, is there still a good run left for this team that can get them a title run? I mean, in the Eastern conference, Boston, we just spoke to Justin Quinn yesterday and he, he at length talked about, you know, the team, the way it's structured, the way it's sounded that they're going all in on Missoula ball, whether it works out or not, they'll wait and see, but they are loading up for a championship run. What does the Milwaukee bucks in your opinion, look like they're a team that can compete at the top of the Eastern conference still with the team that they have around Giannis? I think experience always will outwin young draft people because I think your experience takes you places, but in the same breath, you need shooters in that league because let's face it, it has become, it is not the bad boys of yesteryear, the bump and grind always in the middle. And I think that's the part of Giannis's game really that needs to improve a little bit is his outside shooting. Yes, he draws in. And then I think the other players around him need to be good jump shooters from, you know, you need a lot of those jump shooters. Do I think, I think some of our older players are, I think we can do it, but I think they're streaky. And that's what I've noticed, but that you could be said of a lot of even the young players, you hit a hot streak and a hot spell and like Miami, they hit a hot spell in the playoffs last year and they took us out. There was hardly anybody that predicted them to take us out in the first round, but yet they did it. They got hot. It's about getting hot at the right time and your shooters, you know, because once you lose a little bit of confidence, you're done. Sean, uh, do you have more great questions? She's been terrific so far. Once again, it is Candy Ebling from the South Florida Tribune and also three chicks in a pod. Please go ahead and check her out there wherever you get your podcast. But Sean, do you have any more questions for Candy? Uh, you know what? That's a great point, Candy. I, I kind of, I kind of felt that uh, when when both Giannis and Tyler Hero went down, I, I think I had the same uh, thought as a lot of other people. Well, you know that hurts the Heat a lot more than it hurts the Bucks because you know we just automatically assumed that uh, the Buck because the Bucks are a little bit more top heavy that somehow that that would have carried them over. But like you said. All it takes is a team getting hot at the right time of the year, and it doesn't matter how well you were playing in during the 82 games. You could be out in four or five if you you blink. Um, so I guess my question is, when we're looking at the Bucks, right, so they, they've got to double down on the Drew Holiday move, right, because um, that's just the way it is. The Lakers found themselves in the same position when we acquired Anthony Davis. you got to put all your eggs in this basket, and you got to live with the consequences of what happens. So uh, lack of draft picks, lack of cap flexibility, right? 
kind that can kind of happen when you're a contending team. So do you see any of uh, their previous uh, draft picks or young guys or somebody like Andre Jackson uh, Jr., who I really liked in college, uh, but is there anybody who could take a step up for them that, that kind of is a cushion? Because usually when, when, when you're in the midst of this, and we've seen it before in, in all sports, but you need another guy to kind of step up when the, you know, your vets are getting long in the tooth. Is there anybody on the box right now who you think can step up? I think Mahjong can, but here's where I'm going to say, this is where our coach can really make a difference because if you, any of you remember, he helped coach Jimmy Butler up and he got Jimmy Butler back to being in good. So I think as a younger coach, that's really where his focus has part of his focus really can make a big difference and an impact on the bucks is really coaching those young players to play up. Um, I think, is there a couple of other ones? I'm trying to think right now. Uh, they're so heavily focused on their top five that it really, like I said, the other names are very unheard of as much, but that's right, right. that coach. I really think that's where he really can shine because I don't know that Mike Budenholzer really did that. I don't know that he was a de developmental coach, whereas I think Adrian's going to be. And I think that's where it's going to help us. And I'm hoping that that will really catapult us. Well, that's you the know? thing though. When I, when you talk about Adrian Griffin, we talked about it before the show that he follows the same kind of lines that Darvin Ham does journeyman player in the league bounced around a whole bunch of places. Those coaches have a tendency to be or find success in the NBA as coaches. I don't know why, what just, they just maybe see things from the bench a lot that the, that the star players maybe don't. Uh, but, you know, when we saw and compared Steve Nash's, uh, you know, as far as his coaching success compared to someone like Darvin Ham or some other of these coaches, Doc Rivers, uh, you know, other coaches that had mediocre careers that were able to go ahead and just be able to parlay that into successful coaching tenures. That could be a very much of a possibility for Adrian Griffin. But the first thing I'd say is Mike Budenholzer got raked over the coals for years about the way he was handling Giannis Antetokounmpo. Not about his minutes. Oh, yeah, a little bit about his minutes because mm -hmm. sometimes he would play his minutes too soft. He needed to be in the game a little bit more if you spoke to the right people. But also as well, the fact that he had him as a freelancer for most years, especially in the playoffs, not playing against the top player, like against Jimmy Butler. Why isn't he just... 48 minutes on Jimmy Butler during the course of the playoffs. There was some, I, you know, that's, I, that's only a small reason why that they lost in this, in the first round, obviously Giannis was hurt, but in the games that he was in there, why do you not have him against the marquee player on the other team? If he is that at that level defensively. So I want to hear your thoughts. Budenholzer's mistakes in the past, obviously caught up with him. Do you expect Adrian Griffin to make some changes in the way that the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis parlay their defense and offense this season into a much more successful outcome? Good, good question. Good question. I think Giannis, as good as defensive as he is, I think 
he is more of an inside man. He not that he's a center, but I think he plays more. I think like Jimmy Butler is a little quicker than he is. And I think that's probably but don't you, why don't you think his reach could make up for that? And his length? I think I think he could give troubles. The only my only thing is is would he get into more foul trouble? Because I think some of those players know how to how do I put it? Um not not fake it, but you know how I mean how they know how they're to, able to get the contact. Right. Um, they, Aust- they, Austin Reeves has been getting to really learn how to do that and get to the line a lot. Uh, and absolutely. I think they didn't want him to get into too much foul trouble. So I think that's why they didn't always do that because he still a lot of times was in foul trouble or had quite a few fouls. So I think they didn't put him on those marquee players because they wanted him to be able to play more minutes. Uh, so that he could help score and facilitate the offense because I think they felt or that Mike felt he was more important on offense than as defense that I don't think there is that much of a difference between his defense and like Drew Holiday and some of the other ones that they had on the marquee players but his offense was more more he was more of a facilitator on offense than any of the other players I think once again, it's Candy Evelyn. Please go ahead and support her today at the South Florida Tribune. Plus also Three Chicks in a Pod. Go ahead and check out what she's doing today right there for you at the Three Chicks in a Pod, wherever you get your podcast. Sean, I'll put you back off mute, my friend. Uh, any more great questions? She's been terrific so far. I know Drew Holiday will probably be something I want to touch on because I know that an extension for him is around the corner, and I have some <laughs> questions there, but what have you got for for Candy as far as another question on the Milwaukee Bucks, my friend? Yeah, you know, Candy, that's a good, that's a great point you brought up about uh, about maybe. Um, well, it's true, right? I mean, it, you don't really need to put Giannis on the uh, the opposing team's uh, best perimeter player. I mean, the Bucks uh, historically over the past about six years have played really good team defense, so it's it's less. I think their system is less about being a good individual defender rather than being a a good team defender, because it's about the four other guys out there with you rather than yourself. So in that respect, do you expect that maybe Adrian Griffin to have the defense probably humming at the start and maybe his offense takes a little bit to click in, or do you kind of see the reverse? Maybe, maybe they're more, uh, more offensively uh, ahead of the curve than defensively. That's a really good question. That's a really good question. I think I think the offense I think typically the offense takes a little bit more time to gel and learn a new offense because normally when a coach comes in, it's a whole new offense. Whereas defense is really still I mean, it's basically the same thing. Yes, you might be playing man on man or zone or whatever, but you're still playing, you know, whereas offense and calling it different thing, calling different plays, different names and learning all of that. I think that will be where they will need to gel more and learn. And it might take a little bit of time, but again, 82 seasons allows, allows for that, you know, 82 games. And, uh, and I honestly, I should have probably looked before, like, I don't even know who our first opponents are like to tell you, is it a team that, um, you know, is going to be really tough well, or is it, I'll look we it up see right you now. guys early. We see you guys in the preseason, so okay. we're we're going to get a a good. 
at least head start on uh, where it's going because I have a, I'm with you. I have a feeling that that's going to happen as well. Just we saw as Laker fans, we saw what happened with Darvin Ham last year. Uh, the defense was up to par rather than the offense, and we got off to a two and ten start for a reason. Now I I don't I don't anticipate the Bucks getting off to a two and ten start, but I'm I'm with you, Candy. I, I think uh, I think you're right. Hit the nail on the head. You know, with the new lingo and different spots where you need to be on the floor, it's a little bit of a learning curve on the offense mm-hmm. rather than the defense, where you you were you're bang on. It's it's yeah, you put, it's more of a team concept, and there might be different uh, different vernacular, but for the most part, it's about effort and energy. I will say this now, uh, just before you uh, get back to Candy on that, at uh, the schedule. It's all Eastern Conference until November 18th. So basically the first month, essentially, of the season is all Eastern Conference teams until you get to November 18th in Dallas. And then it's still uh, heavily sprinkled in with Eastern Conference teams. So uh, your season starts off, Candy, with Philadelphia, Atlanta, Miami, Toronto, New York, Brooklyn, so that, you know, right there, you've got some really competitive teams you're looking at to get off, to try and get off to a decent start. Be interesting to see how they, they work, you know, together and how they gel together as a team and how quickly they do learn, you know, Adrian's offense. And I can only hope for the best. Absolutely. That's why they play. That's why they play every game, right? Because any given team can beat any given team on any given, you know, on any given night. So. I will ask you this, though. I mentioned uh, Drew Holiday, and Drew Holiday is eligible for an extension. I was hearing earlier today in February uh, he is eligible for an extension. You're talking about a player. He's 32, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. He has a lot of miles. He is not your typical average NBA player. For what Milwaukee and Philadelphia have asked him to do over the years as far as on the defensive end, uh, especially Milwaukee has been tremendous and that takes a toll on you. And I understand his shooting numbers will never be great simply because of the fact that he is just so relied upon defensively. Uh, if Is there a possibility he may not be given the extension that he wants and he'll go ahead and, and leave out as a free agent, furthering the issues and concerns that Giannis Tentacumpo may have? You know, there's always a possibility. He he is, you're right, he, he's not a youngster anymore, but he is still playing lights out defense and they need that. So that, and maybe that's part of Giannis's talking about, you know, the future. Like, does that mean that Drew, you know, we signed Drew, but maybe not to as big of a contract? Like, okay, you know, um, we only have so much. I mean, we have so much money. We want we want to give you, you know, X amount. But we also want to start developing. And I think that will really depend on how well we develop our young players and how well Adrian meshes with them to see whether they do extend him. You know, I... I'll be honest with you, as lights out as Chris Middleton has been, he's been very injury prone. So there have been a lot of people in Milwaukee that were like very questionable whether we should have extended him or not. And I think they did sign him. And I think that was purposely 
for Giannis. I think Giannis said, I want my three. I want Brooks. I want. So is he saying the same about Drew? We'll I see. Mean, I, yeah, we'll see. I mean, because we, we haven't gotten anything definitive. He just meant it as a general statement uh, that he is keeping an eye on what the organization does and keeping his options open. Uh, of course, in the determination that he has that he wants to win a championship and he wants to see a team and an organization that's committed. And uh, I, I think Milwaukee, its sheer roster tells you that they have a certain level of commitment, whether or not they can get it done. Like, like you said, it's not a free agent destination for right. the top free agents that are out there. It's still with the lack of assets that the Milwaukee Bucks have, they can't exactly execute or pull off any more huge trades. They still probably can, but they don't they don't have as many assets to give as some other team, like for yeah. instance, New Orleans or Oklahoma City or or even New York, as far as that's concerned. So uh, I think, Sean, you would agree with me, my friend, that times are very tenuous in Milwaukee. So I want to make sure you go ahead and, and uh, get all your questions out there on the table, my friend. But I have a real feeling that your your thoughts are along with mine in the fact that Milwaukee right now has a very tenuous future going forward, Sean. I, I, from from the, just looking at it from uh, just a pure on paper gerald 100 percent, 100 percent. um they won a championship and when you win a championship you know you gotta pay you gotta pay the piper you gotta pay the guys who got you there they did that that happens you also i as me and candy were talking about before when you when you double down sometimes that you got to take the good with the bad and they've had the good the bad hasn't shown up yet we're that that might be around the corner. It might not be, but for now, Gerald, I think um, I think the Bucks are going to be able to survive this. I really do. I think just thinking about it now, I don't think Giannis's comments were were in in any way should be misconstrued as him being uh, somehow unhappy or uh, or. Um, confused about what's going on i think Giannis knows exactly what he wants uh there's never been any whisper of him wanting out of that organization other than his comments and his comments were very vague so it it leaves it open for interpretation but candy i i think that um Giannis also sees the writing on the wall and i i'm sure the front office will definitely have meetings with him about you know moving forward i think Giannis, if if he wants it if he wants it in milwaukee i think he's going to eventually have to give them some kind of financial flexibility with his contract just you know we just know what it is it's the same thing here in toronto yeah uh if you want if you want a free agent you're probably gonna have to overpay just a little bit if you're in the lakers you're probably gonna have to overpay just a little bit and i think if he just takes a little bit of a shave off off his contract candy it would mm -hmm. do a world of difference for the bucks because as we know the the nba now it's about uh you know the the spreadsheet nerds just trying to figure out how they can save their owners a buck or two, or if their owners need to spend money, what's the most efficient way to do it. So uh, I'm with Gerald, but I, I do think that uh, Gian Giannis can help the Bucks out 
with just shaving a little bit off a, a super max. The other interesting thing that I, I would point out too is I think with having like a Giannis who has such an international flair that I think as some of the regular TV contracts aren't there and more and more is streamed that I think, because let's face it, Milwaukee is not a big market. We're not at LA and New York. We're a, a, what most people would call a small market team. And I think the re, you can only price the ticket for a Milwaukee Bucks game at home so high before you're going to outprice and nobody's going to be able to afford it in Milwaukee because it's downtown. It is, you know, a small market team where blue collar, blue collar workers, we can't afford a huge ticket. So there's not going to, there, you can't make up a lot of revenue by that. So where they might be able to make up some of the revenue would be streaming to international, you know, because you have an international player, there might be people that want to stream it internationally more so than some of the other teams. So I think that'll be interesting how that might change a lot of teams in a lot of different sports. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it's Candy Ebling. You've got to go ahead and check her work out at the South Florida Tribune. Go ahead and check that out. Plus, also, all the ladies of the Three Chicks in a Pod podcast. They do a tremendous job, so please go ahead and support them today. Three Chicks in a Pod, wherever you get your podcasts. Before we head on out, and before we ask you for your honest opinion and honest thoughts on the Los Angeles Lakers, don't uh, hold back. You can go ahead and be as cutthroat as you want. Uh, we have Joe that usually stops by the show, so he's usually cutthroat about things. So I ask you, though, the final uh, version of this Milwaukee Bucks team that goes out there on the floor of the season. Where do you see them ending up in the regular season and how far do you see them ending up in the playoffs? I think I think they could be first or second in the division. Like I they might division or the conference? The conference. Okay. I think I think Philadelphia has a really tough uh a really good or I'm sorry, Boston, mm-hmm. Boston. I think the Celtics have a really good team. They have a really good chance. There's a, you know, between them, is it the heat? Like I said, any given team can beat any given team. So it just depends on who gets hot. When do I see us going far? Yeah, I do. Like, can, can I see a first year coach taking his team to the NBA finals? I'd love to say yes, because let's face it. I got to root for my team. And I think they're really good. I think they can do it. I just think they have to get hot during the playoffs and stay hot and stay healthy because let's face it, they don't have the depth that some of the other teams do. So they need to stay healthy. There you go. Absolutely. So you can see them going a long way in the Eastern conference. I think they are the most formidable opponent for the Boston Celtics and they may be the biggest roadblock for them 
-hmm. in the Eastern Conference. So I think right now Vegas here has them one, two in the Eastern Conference right now. So definitely some great thoughts indeed. But before we head on out, uh, I do want to go ahead and Sean, if I'll let you start first, my friend. Do you have any Laker questions for Candy? So, Candy, honest opinion with with thirty nine year old LeBron James, uh, as Dylan Brooks called him, old. Do you see him lasting the whole year? And do you happen to see the Lakers meeting the Bucks in the finals? I do see LeBron. I think. As long as they really, and I hate to say this because I'm really not one that likes people to manage minutes, but I think with an old body like that, I think he is a strong leader. I think he is a teacher too. Like, let's face it, his son, he wants to play with his son. So he's brought his son up. He's taught his son. I think as long as he helps teach and kind of coach the team and really rally around and accept that he can't be the number one guy every night for all you know, the whole game that he really needs to watch his minutes because I, I really think you lose some of your legs as you're getting older. You just can't take the beating of this 82 game season. So as much as I hate managing minutes, I think with someone like that, because he is such a caliber player that yes, you guys can go places with him as long as you manage that. Um, do I see him getting all the way to the finals? I don't know about, I don't know if it'll be an LA Milwaukee fi- final. Would that be great? Sure. I did. I'd love it. I don't think it'll happen. I think you guys will go far. I don't know if you'll, I don't think you'll make the the finals well, though. Well, well, who do you say have uh, the best shot then in the Western conference? sounds like you have someone a, a little bit more in mind for the Western conference. Who won last year? I uh, think of Denver on a repeat. I'm thinking they might. Yes. You think the the Bruce Brown departure is not enough for them? You think that they still have the starting five? I won't argue on as far as one of the best in basketball, if not the best. But you, you know, their their depth is got to be in question, especially with the loss of Bruce Brown. I agree, but again, like I, I mean, Milwaukee did it. I think you know. As long as they stay hot. And again, it's about, and I hate to say this again, man, and because I really don't like managing minutes, but I think if you manage minutes during the regular season so that your legs aren't as tired for the, the playoffs, I I think they can go. I could think they can repeat. Okay. Well, there you I mean, go. There you I mean, have look, look, look how look how deep Serbia is without him. They don't they don't even need him. <laughs> this summer and he's resting so i you know i i gotta admit candy's making some pretty good points here he's just sitting back with uh probably a negroni in uh <laughs> probably paris right now just enjoying living it up good point absolutely indeed but before we head on out we do want to go ahead and make sure you have all the time uh, you need to go ahead and plug whatever it is you're working on. So please, the floor is now yours, Candy. Go ahead and give everyone the update on where they can follow you and check out your work. And of course, everything that's going on with Joe's new favorite show, Three Chicks in a Pod. So Three Chicks in a Pod, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook. We do Three Chicks in a Pod. Some weeks we do Chicks and Salsa. It just depends on how many chicks want to show up and which we want to do. But every Tuesday night, 7.30, 
find us on our YouTube station. I'm also part of South Florida Tribune, which is an online publication that has a broadcasting division that me and my husband run. And right now, if you go to South Florida Tribune, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. He is right now broadcasting. He's going to have his Cadillac of shows called the Sports Exchange coming on at the nine o'clock hour here. But he broadcasts Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday morning sometimes. So he, he has an inside the pigskin. So he's got an NFL, uh, I shouldn't say NFL, I should say it because it's college or NFL football show. He's got 108 stitches baseball talk. So he talks baseball. He's been in the media business for over 40 years. So he is co- he has talked to the likes of Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Leonard. He's got, worked with Tommy Lasorda. He's worked with, um, he's did an interview with John Wooden. So he, you name it, he's done it. Um, he's actually writing a book as we speak, going to be out later this year. We're not quite sure, but it's old school versus new school media. But SouthFloridaTribune.com, you can go and see our work. He writes, I take pictures. So we were at the Miami Hurricanes game uh, this past Friday night and the FAU Owls football game. And I take pictures on the field and he's up writing stories. So you can catch him on www.SouthFloridaTribune.com. You can always email me, SouthFloridaTribune at gmail.com. Check out our website. Check out our YouTube. Uh, definitely Three Chicks in a Pod and Chicks and Salsa, though I love that. That's us ladies talking sports and all kinds of things so yeah we had a great guest yesterday the founder of the ronald mcdonald house his granddaughter who also the man um he actually was one of the owners of the philadelphia eagles and he was on our show yet the uh the granddaughter she was on our show yesterday so go check out the show that was really cool but yes so thank you guys for having me. It's been a blast. I can't believe the hour's almost gone already. Where did yeah, it go? Went by just like that. And uh, Kurt Affair says, uh, I guess if we were doing a show that was named similarly, it would be three roosters and a pod. <laughs> uh, I would like to know, would you call, call uh, you know, what would you call Joe, Sean, as far as the rooster for himself? <laughs> be, remember, keep it G, my friend, G rated. <laughs> So there's there's a great quote, uh, Gerald, okay. that uh, it's it's British. One day you're cock of the walk, and the next day you're a feather duster. Oh, you're getting close, my friend. Okay, all right. So I all think right. that might describe Joe. All right, just wanted to make sure. All right, but once again, uh, just Candy, you've been sensational on the show. We truly appreciate your insight into the Milwaukee Bucks. If uh, at all possible during the season, we would love to have you back on uh, probably doing some pregames because I know that's something we'd like to do a little bit more of is pregames during the regular season. Uh, so when it comes to the Milwaukee Bucks matchups, we'd love to have you on for that if that's yep. at all possible and time permitting for you if that's possible. Of course, I'd love to. I've enjoyed this. Oh, that's awesome indeed. But once again, check out Candy Ebling and her work today at the South Florida Tribune, and of course, Joe's favorite new show, Three Chicks in a Pod, wherever you get your podcasts. Tell you what, though, if you're listening to this and watching this right now live, we are headed over to Playback.tv, South Lakers Fast Break. We are going to check out the G League Ignite, facing off against Perth, Australia, their pro team. A lot of players that are going to be right there for you at the NBA draft next year. 
a lot of those candidates are actually and those prospects will be playing tonight uh, actually in my neck of the woods just down the road in henderson so go ahead and join us for that and of course tomorrow we've got another great team preview actually got lined up the whole eastern conference is scheduled to be done this week because tomorrow i've got Right there for you, I just like I said before, Dustin Doperak for the Indiana Pacers. He's going to be on at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern. And then on Friday, John Jablanca, all the way over in the U.K., he's going to be talking to us on Friday at 11 a.m., talking the Miami Heat there for you. So the Eastern Conference will be done this week. Western Conference, we're going to be starting next week. Uh, next week. You know we're still going to be talking Christian Wood now that he's a Laker. You know Laker Tom is still doing backflips. I'll talk to him this weekend. I know Jamie said he's going to be camping this weekend, so I will sit in for him on Lakerholic Spotlight. So you will get your Laker Tom fix this weekend. You know Joe. You know Sean. We'll be talking Lakers and Christian Wood and all that this weekend this well. Now we're going to be talking World Cup, so we've got a lot planned for you. And it starts tonight on Playback.tv, so I'll take this fast break. But big shout-out to the chat. All of you are incredible. The best Lakers chat room that's out there is always right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.